podcast. It's time for episode 93 of the Avalanche Weird Podcast. Sorry about the high impact, high intensity, high velocity intro. Um, I've just been watching UFC today, which to any of you canny listeners will be like, hey, it's been on a Sunday. Yeah, I'm recording on a Sunday. You know, guess what? None to talk about on Friday. So I thought, hey, I'll have a weekend, see if I've got a bit more to chat about. Hey, guess what? I'm a boring guy in a boring world. Life in plastic. I'm technically, according to Madison Scope. You know, so yeah, that's it. I'm here. I'm I'm in it. I was watching the UFC and buzzing about that. That was a great card. Any one who tuned into the podcast expected not to hear about UFC stuff. Guess what? You're you're right because I'm literally just uh, going to say that the UFC two forty one was brilliant. All the fights in it were superb. Had a great time. If any of you guys um out there are UFC fans, let me know what you think think. Of UFC generally and also that particular card, but yeah, I really enjoyed myself. I did the most dad way to watch UFC though. I was like, you know, the gone are the days where I stay up to five six in the morning to watch anything. Maybe you know the odd boxing match. I might be tempted just because I think in my head it's history. You know why? That's just something you think to yourself. You no, know, it's history. Where were you on the day whenever, you know? Anthony Joshua got knocked out by Andy Ruiz. Honestly, in bed sleeping. Checked up on Sky Sports the next day, you know. But things like that. I would stay up for big boxing matches like Pacquiao Mayweather. I'd stay up for that. But I just even think that even the biggest fights in the world, I would probably sleep. Bar maybe Tyson Fury. Last The last fight I stayed up to watch was was, Ty, was Tyson Fury, the Gypsy King. I used to be able to do a good impression of him. That's embarrassing. Let me see. <clears throat> He's got, got a husk in his voice. And he speaks like this. Tyson. My name is Tyson. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm doing this weird voice. My name is Tyson Fury, the Gypsy King, former heavyweight champion of the world. Take on anybody. That boom Deontay Wilder, take him on. Getting there. Bit of work. But I could have done it before I got the husk in my voice. But that was the last fight I stayed up to watch. I'm glad I did. Because of the whole rising from the canvas. Like, The Undertaker. But, um... Yeah, I won't do that anymore, and UFC especially. I just do a thing now, which is so dad. I do UFC breakfasts. Now, is that just where I eat breakfast and watch UFC? On occasion, yes, but normally what it would be would be I would say to a few of my friends or whatever, come round to my house, I'll do you up a nice breakfast, we'll have some tea, we'll eat some sausages, we'll chat, we'll watch the UFC. This time around, I have my mate Chris over. Now, Chris and myself, both dad guys, both fans of the UFC, but I said to Chris, look, I've got Holly all weekend now, because <clears throat> Catherine's working, so, you know, she'll be there, maybe run the boy the place, maybe wrecking the vibe, so, you know, if you don't want that to be ruined, no offence, he went, nah, I'll tell you what I'll do, I will bring my chill, and we'll just let the two chills play with each other and see how that goes, and I went, hey, that's going to be grand, again, as a parent, you always worry, you'd be like, oh, fuck, this is going to be World War Three. What if they don't get along? What if Holly's really, like, selfish with all her toys? You just go, I know, this is not the kind of scenario you want. But guess what? I was wrongly accusi- accusatory. I don't know. It's late in the day. I um, I thought Holly was going to be a wee, a wee nightmare, but she was great. Her and Chris's daughter, Lucy, just did a great time. And I think Lucy would be about, in my head, I think, 
maybe two and a half, three, possibly. Um, maybe I'm just entirely wrong by that, but I, I don't even know Holly's age, so I mean, don't hold it against me. But she was just really nice, playing Holly, just playing with each other's toys, while Daddy's just kicked back and watched a great card of UFC, ate some nice sausages. I had no bread, may I just point out, because, hey, I've started being a keto guy. Um, we'll talk about that a bit later. But that's really about the only change this week. But I had to watch, you know, a couple of knockouts and then just loaded decisions. But the decision fights were great. You know, they were the, probably the best fights of the night. And normally when uh, decisions are called for in martial, mixed martial arts, or, you know, it can be a little bit boring. It can be like, ugh. They've just sort of lay on the ground hugging each other for three rounds or whatever, five rounds, whatever. <clears throat> but these fights were great. So... I felt great. I don't feel like exhausted because I didn't stay up all night. I just got a good early night's sleep, got up bright and early this morning, made a nice breakfast, hosted some visitors and enjoyed the UFC. What a, what a day. You know, that's what it's all about. Now, when it comes to boxing, <clears throat> I'll probably not be able to do that because boxing, you see, is not on BT Sport. See, that's the thing. That's another dad thing. I pay for BT Sport. No streams around here. You know, this is like the desert. This is like the Sahara Desert up in this house. Ain't no streams anywhere to be seen, you know. Um, so I just got legit paid for BT Sport. Just record it and watch it the next day. Whereas boxing's all box office. You have to either see it at the time or don't see it at all, really. So the truth is I'll probably watch all the Tyson Fury fights because I'm a big fan of his, you know. So... But that was great. I got to watch that, chill out, and, and I don't feel one bit tired today, which is good. Had a very productive day, lots done. You know, about the house, chores. You know, that's needs done. It's not all glamour in this world of uh, comedy that I live. You know, it's there's literal day-to-day day chores, you know. And I'll tell you who's made my day-to-day chores even more difficult. It's my four-legged Chinese friend, Mr. Charlie. He um, got his haircut this week. Uh, for those of you that don't know, he's a he, well, he was a bit of a mascot of the Weird Podcast. Now he's, he's in the bad books. He's in the doghouse at the minute because he's been nothing but a prick since he got his haircut. Now, for those of you who don't know who Mr. Charlie is or listen to the podcast, he's my Shih Tzu dog. He's 12 years old. He is belligerent. He's, he's set in his own ways. And normally he's just lazy and just lies in the corner and sleeps. But now he's got this haircut. He's like... He's just possessed. He's like, you know, in the mask where the mask goes on the dog and the dog just gets out of control. That's like Mr. Charlie. He's just running all about the place. Now, we went to a new barber for him for the first time ever and she took too much hair off his feet. In fact, she took too much hair off his entire body. He's like, you can see his freckles nearly. He's got like a one all over. When he came back from the hairdressers, he was all A, embarrassed and B, shy because initially he walked in and like I went, oh, what the fuck happened to you, bro? And he was like, Oh, don't even ask me. That's actually racist because that's Japanese. He was like, oh, don't ask me. And I went, why, guy? And he goes, they cut my hair too short. I went, all right, okay. Um, Why did you not tell him to stop? And he was like, because I'm a dog, you're the only person who understands me. And I went, all right, okay. Cool. Um, But yeah, normally when he gets his hair cut, they fluff up his head a bit. They give his tail a wee bit of a fluff and they give him like a bit of fluff around his paws. Not this bitch, you know, she took all the hair off his feet so to the extent where he looked like he had chicken talons now I mean a dog with talons is something I don't want th- if anything a dog with talons correct me if I'm wrong is a de-winged griffin you know as far as I'm aware I think 
uh, well, type of griffin, definitely something from Egypt, that's for sure. Um, but he, it was a weird, weird look from him, to be fair. You know, he had a, he just has like these long nails, like they should have cut his nails too, probably, to be fair. But he's just these long, scraggly nails with no hair to protect us. So whenever he jumps up to like get petted, normally it's quite a soft, nice experience. Um, but now it's just like being scrabbed by nails. It's not pleasant. Now, I know some of you guys out there are probably sadomasochistic sex perverts that like to be scrabbed with nails. Not me. I'm very vanilla. You know, the old time I get a BJ, I'm in heaven. You know, but for me, very basic. I just like short little talons, fluffy hands, you know, short paws, not talons, I like paws on the dog, I like paws on the dog, I don't like talons, so, um, it's, it's just weird, and then his whole behaviour generally, like, when, before he goes to the hairdressers, he like skulks about, all covered in fur, and just like, he, he like, you look at him, you look down, and you just think, this is, when, this is what you imagine him doing when he's walking, <sighs> And then he lies down again, goes for sleep. And you're like, ah, he's near ready for the glue factory. He's knackered, right? Then he gets his hair cut, bounding about the place, scratching you with these talons, just being an all-around piece of shit fucker, right? Hiding around underneath Holly's high chair when she's eating her food, just yeah, trying to get anything that's dropping down. Yeah, eat some chicken. Yeah, gets a waffle. Then she drops a pee, doesn't like it, mugged off, right? But the worst is whenever Chris... And uh, Lucy were around earlier for the UFC. That's all fair. I said, look, Charlie, you know, don't be biting anyone. He's a history of biting people now. Charlie's only got about four teeth and they're crooked and blunt. So don't do any kind of damage. But it's not the point. You know, have manners. When people are in your home, show them the respect that you would expect to get if you were a guest in their home. You know what I'm saying? Not this guy. He just turns into this piece of shit. So whenever we got her in, I, I said to Chris's daughter, I was like, look, be very careful when you pat him because he's going to bite. You know, and when he bites, hey, I told you so. You know. But I got her in, got Chris in, got Holly in, all in the living room, closed the child gate, left Charlie just running about outside. Fair enough. I then went in with all the food for the, the UFC breakfast and the cups of tea and whatnot, right? And then he was just sort of hanging out in the hallway, and you can just hear, Ooh, I was like, guy. We know you're there. You know you don't get in anyway. You're only acting a fool because we got guests. You know what I'm saying? You're acting jumped up because we got guests, right? So then I thought, right, I'll go out. I'll give him some sausage. Cheer him up a bit. You know, he's left outside. Felt kind of bad. Then, walk out into the hall. He's taking the biggest shit imaginable. On To be fair to him, on the rug at the front door. At least not in the new flooring towards the front door on the rug at the front door and the irony about that was I just let him out three times in the past probably half hour before my guests arrived and he's just saved this to be like I'm going to squeeze this out <clears throat> like, and if he's forcing it out he must have just sort of caught a second wind because it was a huge turd big old thick lump like I mean the radius of that his asshole must have been probably I'm talking a 50 pence piece like and for a small dog that's fairly impressive maybe a giant button even you know it's it's a it's a thick girth and I just went man you knew exactly what you were doing and he looked back at me and he went um, you shouldn't have left me outside and I went well 
you're going out, out now, mate. And not the kind of out, out that Mickey Flanagan talks about in the stand-up sets. Out, out into the yard where dogs belong. Piss me off now. You're probably thinking it's pretty sly. The guy's just wanting a bit of company, whatever. He did the exact same thing yesterday when I was watching the Arsenal match just because I wouldn't let him into the living room. You know what I mean? And it's not like a case that I hadn't let him out. He's just out all the time. I feel like I've done about 3,000 of my daily steps just going to let him out into the garden to piss him and shit. Now the guy's just saving them up. Yesterday's was smaller. It was kind of like just the way um, we will not whip, just sitting on the ground. But it's like he's forced that out. You know, that's his protest. Same way as whenever people are on New Year's Eve and he bit somebody and we put him in the hole, stared right at everyone, took a shit in the mat. That guy doesn't give a fuck. He's a maverick. You know, and I suppose at 12 years old and dog years, it's something like 180. Um, so there's going to be no teaching him. He's just going to be this. Like, when he's a good boy, I love him. When he's being a wee prick, can't have him. And the first night he got his hair cut, the next morning, we woke up. Catherine went to work early. She starts work at like 7 in the mornings, most days. So I would be the kind of, the like, get her ready of the baby and stuff in the morning. You know, do all that jazz. And this particular morning I, I moved my foot and felt to be something something in bed and I was like oh Charlie's in here he's had his hair cut he's not warm anymore poor guy's freezing hop on into my bed I'll warm you up you know not sexually because I'm not a bestialiter if that's the correct word I, I imagine if you're a bestialiter I think a, a bestialitor would be like a realtor you know what I mean a bestialitor is what those guys would be called guys who sell um, expensive condos and fuck dogs would be a bestialator. Um, it also sounds like an MMA company for people that fuck dogs. But um, he was up in bed and I thought, you know, it's nice, you're cold, I feel sorry for you. Allow my extremely overly hot body to warm you up, both in terms of factual heat and also, hey, I'm a very sexy guy. You know, I'm like, I used to feel like a wee bit like, oh, I need to lose weight, I need to you know, try and tighten up, whatever. Then I just see Daniel Cormier, former world heavyweight champion of MMA, exact same build as me. It's like, hey, if he's the ultimate optimate optimum physique, this guy here, ultimate optimum physique. So, you know, maybe I'll not change, albeit I am trying to with this keto diet, which has been something um, I've been thinking about for a while. If any of you guys out there are, are tuned in to the... The world of nutrition. I, again, this is probably going to shock a few people. I am into it myself. I'm into trying to know what works, what not. I'm into training. I enjoy it. I enjoy the whole like reading up on it, all that kind of shit. I'm into it, right? But I always find that the diet's the hardest part, mainly not because I'm, I'm indisciplined or, or lacking any of, of that sort of prep style thing. Just life does get too, too busy. You know, when you're trying to work a job, diet, lose weight, train, um, be funny on the side, you know, and have family time. It's it's few and far between. I always try to make time to, to get the workouts in, but the diet and sometimes you just get home, you might have a wee window of like like during the week I had a half an hour window when I got into the house, got to see my wife, my daughter, and then just had to go out again, do stand up. Now, not complaining, it's what I want to do. Hopefully sooner or later that can just be the job and be about all day then go and do that that'd be sweet right but for the meantime I need to make do with what I can I need to make the time count and not always is it easy to just come in and prepare yourself a nice healthy meal from scratch you know so you need to be prepared so I'm giving this keto diet a, a, a chance because 
I find that having read up on it, it seems to be something that would be most suitable to me. Um, it's, it's like basically it's not a, a full like Atkins type full fat diet. It's a, di- a diet whereby you're cutting out the starchy carbs and the carbs. So like you're dropping things like breads and potatoes, replacing them with things like asparagus, mushrooms, you know, a lot of meat in the diet. And be interesting to see how my um, digestive system copes. I would be what I would say a, a hobby shitter. You know, I would be somebody who would maybe go and sit in the toilet. You know, probably I'm talking about four times a day. I'd say I'd go, whether or not I need to, probably not. However, if I'm in work, I think that'll be a wee more. I'll do one in the morning. You know, kill a bit of time, do my fantasy team, check out the damage on that, whatever. Prepare for the next week. You know, check emails, do things like that. It's more of a hobby than it is that I actually need to go. You know. So it'll be interesting to see if anything actually pops out. Like like Charlie, I can probably force it most times. But um, for the most part, I find that um, I'm fairly regular. So this, this keto diet will be interesting to see if that changes by eating more meats and things. So, for example, this morning when I had my visitors, I had some bacon, a little bit of avocado, some black coffee, bish bash bosh, drank some water throughout the day, Um from a lunch did I even have for lunch did I even have lunch yeah I had some bacon and asparagus what about that and then for dinner I had just a bit of chicken really you know because I was preparing my food for tomorrow which I have asparagus mushrooms and chicken for lunch I'm going to have eggs for breakfast and I'm going to probably have steak for dinner and I'll do asparagus probably broccoli and stuff for tea as well Um, which it's not too bad. It's definitely more filling diets that I've been on. I've been on ones where I've just felt starved, then gone. You know what? My brought my mind's telling me do it. Like no R. Kelly reference here, but my mind's telling me just eat and I'll eat anything in that instant. You know, um, and that's what I want to avoid with this diet is that I'm, I don't want to be hungry all the time. And so far, so good. Normally, the first couple of days on a diet are the worst, but you know, you know me, I'm uh, I'm flaky on diets, so I want to try and keep this one up and I want to try and make it a sustainable thing. And guess what I've done again? This must just be the way that I sit recording this podcast. But I've picked my flipping bite on the back of my leg again. Sorry, I'm that sucking noise. I'll turn me. See if I listen to that. I cut my own throat because I have misophonia. And eating noises or sucking noises just really do my head in, you know. Which is probably like some kind of gift and a curse that I hate sucking noises. Yet the one thing that involves sucking, you know, is actually my ultimate favourite thing in the world. So, yeah, I just have to get sucked off with the earmuffs on. Like uh, the guy from Something About Mary. Have you seen my baseball? That's me when I get sucked off. <laughs> but, um, yeah, losing around myself, talking a lot of shit. Let's see what else we we got up to this week. Um, oh, my goodness. Yeah, I did Pug Ugly's Comedy Club, which I must say um, was absolutely great. Um, again, it's a strange one for me because... I love that comedy club. It's like, I hate to say it's my baby, but it's like, it's a club that I I book for an AMC and I just really think it has the potential to be one of the best clubs in the country. I feel like now it's, it's actually got to that level whereby it can be discussed in the same breaths, in the same breaths, in the same breath as some of the best clubs in the country. And hopefully now when it comes back the weekly, We'll be keeping that standard, keeping the rooms full. But this week with Colin Gaddis on, 
headlining had Aaron Butler doing support who was smashing and then we were were gifted by a drop in from Paddy McGacky who's who killed it again but this week it was just it was packed out it was I think full room standing room only very hot you know I mean it was definitely hotter hotter than the devil's dick I know that's a saying a lot of people use but it's true you know and it was it was warm in there and sweaty but it seems to me like um everybody had a really good time you know, I enjoyed it, um, MC, and tried some new bits out. Um, all the acts seemed to enjoy it, and the audience, which is the most important thing, seemed to enjoy it. So Pug Uglies will be back again on the 19th of September with a lineup that's yet to be sorted. I'm trying to book an, an act through an agent, which, it's poxy, right? I booked that one act before through an agent, Fred Cook, but I know Fred. So I just messaged Fred, I was like, yo, Fred, do you want to do this gig? And he was like... Yeah, sure. Only thing is, you'll have to do it through my agent because it's how shit gets done. I went, could you not just... And he went, nah, I, I, I don't. So we sorted that. It was a great night. But it'll be back weekly from the 19th of September. So that means on the 26th of September, there'll be a Pug Uglies. And there'll be one every week there and after until probably like Christmas time. So keep your eyes out for that. Other than that, I've got quite a quiet week. I'm doing a lot of podcasts again. I'm just trying to do the rounds, get some, get on the, the podcast, have a bit, of, a bit of chat with some people other than like my own where I just kind of warble a load of shite and then Boytown where I have to like kind of, I would say I'm like, if it's like, I would be like the colour commentator on Boytown and then Shane would be the analyst whereby I have to like, it's my job to commentate what's going on and like organise things and like keep the structure of the podcast and he kind of just adds the like fun to it really you know which I mean sometimes it's nice to be fun myself you know and I feel like any podcast that I've gone on I've really enjoyed being a guest so I'm trying to up that a bit so if there's any podcasts you'd be keen to see me taking part in give me a shout let me know what it would be and then get in touch with the people who actually do that podcast because I'm not going to ask so um but yeah busy at and then I'm in Balamina on Friday the 23rd of August, which is this Friday if you're listening to this week's podcast, at the Grouse, um, and the night's called The Origin of Laughs Comedy Night, because again, it's I think it's in the bar called The Grouse, and a nightclub called The Origin, and that's why it's called The Origin of Laughs, um, because I, I, might, I may be wrong, but I don't think the first ever laugh happened in that particular bill. I could be wrong, I don't know an awful lot about Balamina, other than Liam Neeson is from there. Um, terrible Liam Neeson impression there. You know what? Be honest with me, guys. Do I do a decent Liam Neeson? I kind of think I do. I, I definitely thought I could. That same way as I thought I could do Tyson Fury, and then I just bossed it up. You know, but can I do a good Liam Neeson? I'll, I'll try it now. <clears throat> I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. But what I do know is I have a very particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. I will look for you, I will find you, and I will kill you. Let me know. If that was bad, you know, put my hands up. I still do the best Dizzy Rascal impression in the world. So, I mean, whatever you say, I always have that. And Easy E. I can do rap, guys. You know, I can do Easy E. I can do Dizzy Rascal. Nobody in the world does a better Dizzy Rascal or Easy E impression than me. So, hopefully, my Liam Neeson is up to that level and hey I might even just do it when I'm in Balmina and let, let the people let the people hear what, I, what I'm all about show them what I've got and then hey that'll be it also since we're announcing gigs I sort of said him and ha and ba ba da ba 
I am doing a live podcast, the Live Weird Podcast, episode 100, on Sunday, the 29th of September, in the green room at the Black Box. There's not going to be many tickets. They'll sell quick. I'll have guests. Haven't decided who yet. Probably some of the comedy squad, so it will be funny. Might get even uh, some even weirder people on board as well. You know, maybe ask... Uh, do an interview or something, put it on the uh, the big screen. And I don't know, it could just be a lot of work, but it'll be there and tickets will go live. Now, I've not contrived the poster for this set event yet, so therefore it's not live on the Black Box page. When it's live, I will share it on my Instagram, at Dave Elliott Comedy. Wow, original, stunning. Um, probably Twitter, at The Dave Elliott, because I don't have enough characters for Dave Elliott Comedy. And hey, I am the only Dave Elliott apart from the other six who have preceded me hence I'm the seventh pro as well as there's probably loads of other Dave Elliott's as well none of them quite on my level I'm the king of Dave Elliott's but you know that's not the point I will be sharing it on on social media when you think about the issues of the day check your facts on wikipedia you can get into an argument right away if you're on social media you think of that? Yeah, um, yeah. I think that's about all I need to talk about this week. Other than a major shout out to my Patreons, the people who, um, who want to see this being a recorded podcast, a major shout out to those guys, and to my new patron this week, Nal McBride. Big love to you. That that was a kiss from me to you. Um, I'm I'm going to start doing things on my Patreon now. Mm, that's right. I'm going to start putting extra content out. I've been speaking to um, a pretty shady character. Um, he's an old Campbellian with an upturned nose. He's a snake rat. He's a creep. And it's Ben, the producer of the Boytown podcast. He is the opposite of a technophobe. He is a very technologically gifted guy. Some people can't actually quite work out um, how he is from the Western world and he's not, you know, an Eastern guy, but... <sighs> He just is. He said, yeah, this is how you upload on the Patreon privately that they aren't going to go anywhere else. So what I'm going to do is just do a wee separate weird podcast on Patreon, which will probably come out, I think, maybe you'll do one once a month, just to add to what is already coming out, you know. Also, I'm going to put my full dad show on Patreon. You won't see it anywhere else. You'll not see the full show anywhere else bar Patreon. See the odd clip, I'm sure both um, scarce, scarcely and also weird in terms of what odd means um, because it, it'll be there, but that's what you're going to get. Probably also links to merchandise, which will be coming out soonish too. So, and that is also soon-ish, as in what soonish means, and also soon in Irish for any of my Gaelic speakers out there, any any of my people who are supporters of the Acne Gaelica ish movement that's that's what that is right listen i'm going on the listeners questions i feel like i started this podcast um with nothing to talk about and i've chatted for half an hour so i mean hey this is this is why they call me the money man this is why they call me cash elliot no one calls me that i my name does not direct debit dave that's what i am that's why people should sign up direct debit and patreon to get content like this jeez this is me on an off day fucking hell luke gorman bon dia dave thanks to you every time i hear someone say social media social media all i can hear is your boy george and the culture club impression hey guy look i know you're a good guy i know you're a patron but hey 
it's the Pet Shop Boys. If I was doing a, jo- a Boy George impression on Culture Club of social media, he would probably come in more like, Social media, da na na na. Oh, so, 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 social media. They come and go. They come and go. That's what I imagine he would sing. Um, but are there any phrases stuck in your head from other people saying them in a funny way that you hear the same way? That's actually a really great question. Um, let me think about that. Yeah. How I open the podcast, if anyone says, like, oh, it's time, I go, it's time! Like Bruce Buffer from the UFC, um, which is weird whenever you're, you're told by your wife, like, um, it's Holly's bedtime, and I go, it's bedtime! And then she's just fucking psyched up so much, starts crying, screaming, it's excessive. But that's one phrase that would, would get stuck in my head, um... The annoying thing is they started using the phrase it is what it is on, on uh, and they said boy town this year on Love Island this year and the annoying thing about that is I was going to call my next live show it is what it is because it was just going to be a mixture of stuff um, that wasn't necessarily following a theme like my first show 30 Years of Dave has had a slight theme about a letter that I wrote myself when I was a little boy my second show Dad has a theme about me dealing with becoming a father the third one is just going to be the best bits of stand-up that I have all together that have no real theme and aren't the new shows. And it was hence it was going to be called It Is What It Is. Now I have to rename it something completely different and they've ruined it because they started using that saying. They stole off me. Not that I invented it, but I like to use it, you know. Um, but definitely from doing Boy Town, uh, anytime anyone ever says keen or show people what you're about, that to me just makes me think of boy town and makes me giggle like a child you know if anyone's like oh I'm keen to do this I think to myself oh I'm sure you are and it gets me in the awkward headspace and whatnot. but cheers for the question Luke Helen H star has said what do you recommend as a good family day out as a national trust member I'm not currently a member but looking into it I wondered if it was good value for money I have three kids three four and seven Looking forward to a live podcast. Hey, Helen, listen. I'm talking directly to you, all the other listeners. Clu- t- pause, the I- pause the podcast. Pause your iPods, if you still have one. Pause your wireless. Listen, Helen, it's better value for money than you would imagine. It's like 100 quid or something for the year, where it's like 15 quid per person to get into anywhere else. Do you know what I mean? So, like... Take, for example, you look outside and you go, oh, it's a nice day. Look, I'm a North Down guy. I don't know where you're from, Helen. Don't know what's near to you. But I'm I'm a North Down guy, through and through. Would never leave, apart from the time I went to, to Belfast, right? But now I'm back. And Mount Stewart is literally a short drive around a, down a peninsula, away from the house for me. So on a nice day, we just go out, go for a walk, stretch the legs. It's a nice time. There are other places too. You can go like Castle Ward. You can get to see... Um, Winterfell, you know, from Game of Thrones. You get to see where the bastard Jon Snow is from, from Winterfell. That's great, you know. You can travel other places. Um, like this ne- this weekend coming, I'm going away in the bank holiday. I'm going away to the North Coast. As everyone knows, I'm a big fan of, of up there. Don't know how I feel going with my wife and my daughter, having been up there at the open, and was, hey, 
you know, there's a warrant out for me, that's all I know, but hey, I'll shave off my beard, I'll be unrecognisable. But up there, you can go to the Carrickareed Rope Bridge, you can hit the Giant's Causeway, and we're going to go slightly further west, and we're going to head towards Mussenden Temple, and check that out. But with the National Trust card, realistically, um, the world's your oyster. You can do anything you want on the National Trust. Now, this is up for debate. Catherine, my wife, was like, you can't do anything. I say, Catherine, shush. I've got a National Trust card. If I want to go and look at this house, I'll go and look at this house. She goes, no, it has to be like a, a house that's, you know, protected or, or funded. By and I said, bitch, I go anywhere I want. This little orange card, me more that I keep in my wallet, gives me access all areas anywhere in NI. So, hey, all I'm saying is if I pop up in your kitchen for a look, got, got the National Trust card, got access. But for sure, Helen, it's worth it. You know what I mean? The ages of your kids, three, four, and seven, those babies can run about the place. You know, they, they can, you can tire them out. Here's the thing. Not only are National Trust places pleasant on the eye, nice places to go walking, a lot of them are expansive, open places where you can just say to kids, ways go, run, tire yourselves out, burn yourselves out, get them home, send them to bed. You kick the feet up, glass of wine, give your hobby a lumber. There you go. That's the day spent. That's why I do National Trust. Everything has a point behind it. Tire out the chill and get yourself home. Tire out the chill and get yourself home. In your case, the three chills and relax. But I mean, genuinely, if you're into that, I just personally want Holly to be more active and doing more active things when, when she's growing up because I kind of was a wee bit lazy, hence why I'm a fat pig now and struggling with things, trying to lose the weight. Um, whereas I'd like her to try to, in a world, you know, in a world where technology reigns, I want her to just be like, like interested in nature and interested in walking and like used to like at the weekends, we go walking as a family. You know, spend a bit of time together before technology takes over. Sound like a conspiracy guy? I'm not. But hey, Helen, get yourself National Trust card tickets, or even better, do what we do when people ask you what you want for Christmas: National Trust cards. Thanks, Granny and Granda. Think outside the box, right? But that was a great question, and I really enjoyed it. Got a bit too into it, but um, other listeners, turn the music up. Let's go. Uh, Danny Cunningham, Cunningham whoa, has said, Hey, Dave the Rave, hope all's well, and you're still in that physique guy train. Um, what about that notorious nonce slapping about some... Or what about that notorious nonce slapping about some old lad because he wouldn't have a sip of the piss per proper 12? Would you ever buy a bottle of shite whiskey just so you could post on Twitter? For a retweet from Connor, and maybe do his wee wacky walk around your living room. <laughs> hey, Danny, you touched a nerve there. You've hit me with something that really fucks me off. Um, I think I tweeted about that not probably that long ago. Something along the line. I, I mean, you know what? I'm going to actually have to go off and find the tweet because it sums up how I feel about this. Two seconds, please. Danny, I'm back, and I'll tell you what, thank you for that question, because I've just scrolled through Twitter to find, you know what, you shouldn't laugh at yourself, but I've put out some of the most, I almost like Donald Trump, I've put out some of the most underrated, undervalued tweets of all time, except Trump hasn't, and this is my tweet regarding proper 12 whiskey, I said, you shouldn't hate anyone you don't know based on their race, religion, sexuality, or gender. 
But if they post pictures holding bottles of proper 12 whiskey, they deserve your hate. That's how I feel about it. Like, if you're one of these guys who's like, oh, I'm class, I've got a bottle of proper 12. Hey, guy, that's kind of like just buying Glenn's vodka because you can't afford the proper shit. You know, if you want to get a good whiskey, you get a nice bottle of... Like, if you like an Irish whiskey, you don't go proper. Get a bottle of Pierce. That's the shit you want. A smooth, enjoyable whiskey. Or maybe go for, uh, like, an Arbolo or something, you know, something a bit... Mm. But not just a bottle of proper 12, and then just send a picture out to people being like, hey, Connor, look at me. And then he's like, I fucking love you. And they, oh, that's a bad... Just this this podcast, just the, the podcast of, of bad impressions. If I hadn't been talking about a dog with talons, that is probably what the name of the podcast would be. But, yeah, I, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed some, some of my other tweets, which, I mean, you know... They're, they're underrated, you know. For example, imagine how much more efficient Salt Bay would be as a butcher if you just knock the flamboyance in the head, you know. That's that's funny. This is my personal favourite ever tweet. Now, didn't get much traction, but it's funny. Coincidence that Alex Salmon looks a bit like Kevin Spacey? Hmm. That's a funny tweet. Uh, but hey, enough massaging my own ego. Moving on to the next question. Love that question, Danny. Thank you very much. Um, Matt Thompson has said, oh, well, blessed be to those who come to answer the call for questions on the Weird Podcast. We're back with a very bespoke question for Papa Bear Stringer guy himself. Dave, I'd like you to settle an old age debate. One that separated families, ruined relationships, and even ended in the death to innocent people. Pepsi or Coke? And I ain't talking that sweet, funny powder that my old lad used to put in my cereal as a kid. Um, You know what, Matt? I think that's an easy question. It's Coke. Coca-Cola all day long. Um, Nothing beats the original Coca-Cola. Again, don't call it full-fat Coke, you know? Just call it Coca-Cola. It's the shit. But at the same time, don't get me wrong, if there was no Coca-Cola, would I drink Pepsi? Yes. And would I enjoy Pepsi? Yes, because you can like it too. You don't have to just hate it. But what's nicer is Coca-Cola. Same way as if you're on that Buckfast tip. You want... That's the thing. You know, you, you don't care whether you're Catholic, Protestant, Nationalist, Unionist, Loyalist, Republican. The British Buckfast is best. You know, the the Buckfast from, from down south? Nah. Not a sweet, not a strong percentage either, but that British Buckfast that comes straight from Devon, straight from Buckfast Abbey, straight from between the toes of the monks is the shit, you know? But that, that being said, if I hadn't got none of that stuff and I wanted to be drinking Buckfast and I just happened to be in Dublin for a gig, I'd drink that, you know? Actually happened, went to Dublin for a Six Nations rugby match, Ireland versus Scotland, drank a bottle of Buck on the way down on the, on the bus at 6am, was it probably too early for that? Yep. But hey, we're all about a good time when we're young and silly, aren't we? So I ended up being very blocked. Got down there, people, the guys were like, oh, no pubs will be open at Dublin at 8am. Incorrect. The bars were open and the boys were lit. Went in, the Scottish guys were there playing bagpipes and we were just having a great time drinking with them. I went out to get some money from an ATM. A couple of our Scottish guys playing rugby, just passing the ball back and forward. I said, give us a wee touch, lads. Put it in the liffy, didn't I? Because I'm a dickhead. But 
I drank their Buckfast that day, met a homeless guy, swapped him a bottle of Buckfast for some of his whatever it was in a bottle, probably potching, probably could have killed me, possibly will do in the future, but, you know, we bonded. But all I'm saying is, Coke's better than Pepsi, but you can drink them both. You know, we don't always have to, it doesn't have to be cut and dry. Life isn't always just straightforward, you know? So, good question, Matt. Appreciate the enthusiasm, but, I mean, drink both, because cola is nice. Um, Jody Short said, Weighed in at 18 stone one pound this morning, but I'm wondering what the Papa Bear's official threshold would be considered to be a big lad. Now, Jody, I've seen you before, my man. I know you're a, you're a strapping young man. You know, you're tall, broad-shouldered, strong boy. Um, but, I mean, 18 stone one, for me, would be light. So, you know, yeah, it's quite strapping. It's it's a powerful weight. I wouldn't... Uh, you've got power behind that weight, though. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I think you're already a big lad, but now you're up to 18 one, definitely. But I mean, don't be don't be ashamed about it. You know, be loud, be proud, um, and just own it. But I mean, if you are putting on a load of weight and it's bad for your health, maybe just turn that into big slabs of peck. You know, rather than just yellow fat like I've got. So I'd say you're already a big lad. But I mean, a big lad's a mindset as well as a, as a build. So just own that. Shoulders back, be proud. But you're definitely on the big lad scale. I haven't actually got a threshold yet, I need to look at people, because you can look at people like Stipe Miocic, the UFC heavyweight champion, he's a big lad, but he's only like 230 pounds or some shit, but he looks big, you know. Tristan Glenn, not a question, Davey boy, just want to say, this is a very sexy podcast, Tristan, never true words being said, my sir. Um, But never mind, here's the question, Um, what makes this the sexy, this podcast sexy in your eyes? Um feel this podcast is like a slow cooker, um, a meal in a slow, slow cooker, because it started off being just a, a load of shit thrown into a pot, and then over time, it's just fermented, it's cooked, it's got all different flavours, it's got all different tastes, I feel there's stuff that appeals to a lot of people, you know, I feel like I chat about the, the day-to-day issues from a relatively simple mind, which is my own head, I just try to make this podcast a vehicle for for me to put out material once a week, say material, content's the word, you know, because again, I don't have an, they don't have the time to be turn, churning out videos, you know, I'm working eight hours a day, parenting a lot of time, I can spare we are here and there to do podcasts, you know, can't always film, edit, because I don't know how to, so it's just good for me to put that out, I feel that in itself is sexy, it's open, it's honest, I feel like I have a bond with my listeners, I feel like you guys enjoy the podcast and I enjoy you guys, which is why I just want to say whenever um, I put the call out for listeners' questions, I really value when people actually ask questions. When I don't and I'm like, here, can you ask me questions, guys? Otherwise, I'll fuck all to talk about in the podcast. Yeah, it stresses me out a bit, you know. I do sometimes find that when I'm about to record and I've had a very quiet week, I'm like, oh, what can I talk about this week? Uh... And then I'll be like, guys, please hook me up with some questions. And then you Sorry, guys, I've just realised that my podcast has over 100 ratings. You know? And guess what? <laughs> um, let me just check to see where they've come from, I'm buzzing, 101 ratings, I love you guys, Um, let me see, see you all, 
There we go. I've got a, a few people. Oh, loads of, loads of new reviews. This is why you guys are the best. Um, and hey, guess what? I'm going to read them all since Willie Palmer came in. Hey, on the, the 6th of August, a review from FM Fights. First listen back to the Champions League of Weird Days, and it's been part of the Weird Army ever since. Funniest podcast in the country. Highly recommend. Gracias. The Sounds of Papa Bear on a Monday from Jay Breslin. Five Star Frog Splash, all round, great pod, much appreciated. Oh, whoa, long one here, but I, I'm, I'm used to dealing with that. Um, <laughs> RJ has said, Mr. Elliot is here for you. Let him put his muscular arm around your shoulder. Let him protect you. When I'm feeling lost in the wilderness, that is everyday life. I come to the altar of Dave for direction. A super podcast, great fun, very funny, check it out. Also, the great man can chuck me a few tickets, even though this review's 99, not 100. Hey, you know, it is what it is, and I appreciate the review, but 99's gone to Nilo. Said, Dave calls it as it is, giving opinions that others are afraid to. Hey, Nilo, you get a free ticket to episode 100, my man. And then what's sad is one of my favourite ever reviews, just because of the name of the person reviewing it. Um, has come with the tagline a home for the weirdos and the person who wrote the review probably my dad with an alias but it's bust mag which to me I assume is a mag that you'd watch either it's it's a busty magazine or it's a magazine that you bust to is this at number 100 sorry bust mag it's, it's 101 but I appreciate that Papa Bear keep up the good work thanks for making this all weird dogs walking this old weird guy's dog walking a bit more bearable I appreciate that, man. You know what? Message me on Instagram or whatever you can. I'll give you a free ticket to the show too. So Nilo and Bust Mag, holler at me. Sorry, I'm a white guy. I shouldn't say that. But yeah, let me know. And the last question has gone to one of the top weirdos. Nathan, one of the top weirdos, Nathan Gosselia. He said, hey, old TV boy. Hope you're loving it. Yes, mate, I am. I'm buzzing after I got those reviews. Anyone that hasn't rated or reviewed the podcast, get on board. Because I'd love to, I'd love to, if, if the weird podcast ever got into the top 200 on Apple Podcasts, I don't know what I'd do. Probably get a tattoo, probably shave my eyebrows off and shit myself. So if you just want to see that happening, hey, jump on board. Um, Quick question this week from one X-rated guy to another. Do you have a favourite niche term for something naughty? E.g., a Rantalian is a man whose piece does not dangle below his pouch under normal gravity. If you catch my drift, um, a niche term for something naughty. I like the the biblical terms for things like anal sex, sodomy, named after the the the, the town or city of Sodom, um, which was of course twinned with Gomorrah, which is a place in the Bible that were you know very bad things happened. If you're a Christian living person, you know if you're a normal person who maybe doesn't believe strongly in that kind of stuff. Um, you know, and by normal I mean you're you're a pervert delinquent. Um, yeah, it sounded like a pretty good time. Um, it's a place where there's a lot of sex, a lot of drinking, a lot of drugs, a lot of gambling. I mean, wouldn't have that in the same breath as as a lot of fucking activities. But I mean, hey, I like that. I like sodomy. I like that Abba song. I think the lyrics were sodomy, sodom you. Mm. Could have been wrong about that, but not a big ABBA fan but guys 
to find out the rating of the podcast literally got me buzzing there at the end of the at the end of the episode. So hey guys, if you haven't already rated and reviewed, please do. That's oh, oh bang my wab off the table. I um, got very excited about that, and also got very excited about my patrons this week. So if you haven't at all subscribe to Patreon, try and make this a video podcast. And then with that, I'll need a backdrop. You know, I'll need to get the wee weird logo and also so it don't look like I'm just literally sitting in my dining room. You know. But anyway, I hope you enjoyed that episode. Um, if you have, stick it in your Instagram story, tweet it, whatever. Get the word out there, make me shave my eyebrows and get a tattoo. You know, um, I enjoy doing the podcast. I felt this one was was a nice one. Not much to talk about, but hey, there we are. Major love to all the weirdos. I'll see you next week and take care of yourselves. <laughs>